Welcome to the Comics Experiment, also known as the Shut Up You, also known as the Robin Benny Experiment. This is the show every week that we bring to you right here on the Comic Story YouTube channel, or on iTunes, or on SoundCloud, or very soon on Spotify if they approve our application. And we talk about everything from comic books, news that is going on, stuff that is linking into a movie that is happening. We talk about giving each other knowledge. It's typically hosted by me, Comic Storian, and Rob from Comics Explained. Mm -hmm. That's typically how we do it, and we rotate in a plethora of guests. Yes. This show is entirely supported by the ads that we have every other week, but this week we don't have one. This week. We're supporting ourselves with our Patreons. Patreon.com slash ComicStorian, where you get early access to three different complete stories every week, and you get access to a lot of different podcasts, some of which only go to Twitch or Patreon, such as Comic Storian Weekly, where Dan and I review all of the comic books that we read that week. You get early access to this show, Comics Experiment, when we upload it, typically the day or two before it goes live on YouTube. So, sometimes there's a, there's a production issue. You also get access to con Conspiracy Cast, where our, uh, our camera guy brings up a weird conspiracy and we all pretty much make fun of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't really make fun of it so much as like... Tangent. Question everything about question, it. Yeah, well, quite, like, see, what, see what is up with it and then try to figure out whether or not it's legit. Yeah. yeah. You don't question it. You go on weird tangents to try and throw Gary off yeah. to see how long it takes before he cracks and or just we, goes, guys. Or we spend, like, we spend 20 minutes distracting him for the first episode. Like, like you're doing realize. right now. No, we also have the EMP, I'm our gaming right podcast, now. every other week. And there's two new shows coming up. I wanted to announce them right here on this for the Patreon. Because all of the content we give to Patreon is under the dollar tier. There's two new shows, Rob. One's going to be Benny Rants, where you guys ask me a question and I just rant about it. And I will rant forever. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm full of myself, but hey, I yeah. want to have a show all about me. And you know why that's possible? I own the goddamn company. So I can wow. do that. <laughs> yeah, you're the talkingest damn person I ever met. I will give you I don't that. even need a co-host anymore. Yeah. You don't even need a question. You'll just rant. No. Yeah. So Benny, that one's going to be exclusive to Patreon. The Benny Rants. Uh, weekly to every other week, depending on when you guys give me something to rant about. Um, and this one, this one I'm a, I'm a little proud of putting together and then they just ran with the idea but Caitlin and Natalie Natalie is uh, my wife she joined us on Twitch <laughs> and Caitlin is that sea monster they're going to be bringing you a show which they haven't named yet but they're going to be discussing internet memes and voting on the best titties of the month that was entirely their idea I did not even suggest that yeah and if you're watching this on YouTube you can also catch it live on twitch.tv slash monster every Thursday at about 2 p.m. Eastern but sometimes we start very late in BS so you get to see behind the scenes you get to see how it all rolls you totally missed I did this entire intro like 10 minutes ago and in the middle of telling you about patreon Rob got off to take a picture of the twitch chat bear in mind it's a web camera I thought you were done it's a web camera I thought you were done that's peeking it like crazy but I'm gonna bring I'm gonna talk about normal again I'm getting excited getting you really are I'm getting oh. very excitable Rob this is why it's very hard to adjust the mics I, for you huh. Dan you gotta have to get over it Dan T editor get over yourself girl friend mm-hmm Did you like midway through? Like, how many snaps do I do? What? Do yeah, yeah. I, I, What's I, I'm the pretty appropriate sure. Appropriate number. It's one, What's... two, three, maybe four. It's it four? four. You got to do it's the four. Z. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one, two, three, four. See, I can't snap with this hand. So I anyway, can guys, barely snap with this hand. Today, um, this episode is going live on Saturday. If you're a patron, you're seeing it on Friday. Um, it is you. We Venom came out. To, this is Venom. A movie about symbiotes. So what I did was I looked up a couple of lists of the 15 craziest moments in Venom's history and okay. the nine worst moments in Venom history, and we're going to mm. talk about those right here, seeing if we agree or disagree with those lists. But before we can get to that, there's two big pieces of news we need to talk about. First up, 
Brian Michael Bendis at New York Comic Con has announced that he will be doing a young adult teen line in DC Comics. Yes. Now, here's my question. Is it DC Heroes or is it uh, like, basically, is it like Pearl? Where it's it's going to feature Infinity. things like Young Justice, Wonder Twins, and Dial H. Yes, I'm down with that. Oh, he put, he put an image up on the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Dial H for Hero. Wow. So, hold on. It's, uh... Hey, he put an image up. Oh, shit. So, is it like a... So, hold on. Are they like one big team? Or just is it just story like like three three sto- uh, like three ongoing stories under one brand? I won't lie, I'm very nervous about that. I'm not, dude. Bendis is great when it comes to writing teenagers. That's true. They, they yeah. are unclear. I guess okay. But apparently, Impulse is going to be a part of his line. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. So I'd they're love saying to see Bendis get his hands on they, Impulse. They haven't fully discussed from what this article's reading based on the, the the thing. They haven't fully discussed what the titles are. They've only released that image. Yeah. And based on that image, mm. we can we can hope to see Young Justice, The Wonder Twins, Dial H, and Impulse. Yeah. And then, and then uh, this is bleeding cool, and they're like, "Hey, who else can you see in the panel?" Um, but that—that's what they've got to start with right there. Um, yeah, that's—I mean, this guy made Miles Morales. He did Ultimate Spider-Man, two of my favorite lines out of the Ultimate line. Those—I love those yeah. characters. Um, He—I I feel Riri was fine after the debacle of her origin. I thought she was great in, in the introduction, the way he handled her. Well, you and I have disagreed up yeah, and down on multiple on episodes. Yeah, on her I do. I do like. I do like the way she was written. Okay, yeah. I was like the way she was written after. The introduction debacle. Uh, <laughs> I like the way she was introed, but whatever. Uh, so we have disagreed with that like over a year now. We on have. The show. Yeah, yeah. We'll have. never come to terms on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm excited about that. Brian Michael Bendis. That I feel the Superman's kind of so because at this time little... we're three issues into both of his Superman runs. I'm I'm not feeling Bendis as That's Superman. Exactly. I'm not That's feeling why I'm nervous. So it's so That's... wordy. Like it's just so so. It doesn't wordy. feel like the Superman we've all come to know in the last seven years. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just it just doesn't. It's I man, I like Frank Thierry and I like Dan Jurgen's Superman runs. Yeah, yeah. Or Superman in Action Comics. Like I liked I like those. It's just Bendis is a great writer. I just don't know if Bendis is a Superman writer. No, and I think I think mm. for what I'm feeling right now, Superman was given to Bendis because Bendis wanted it. But I feel like doing a line involving like Impulse, Young Justice, those kind of superheroes, that's where he's going to shine. Oh, yeah. That's where I can see Bendis pick it up. Yeah, I think so. They may end up just kind of, they may end up dropping him off Superman, I don't know, but I'm, I'm just not feeling his Superman. I, yeah, I, I can guarantee it. you he's not getting kicked off Superman. Yeah. When he's done with Superman, Bendis is done with Superman. Yeah, probably. You don't yeah. bring in someone like Brian Michael Bendis, put him on Superman, and then go three issues in going, and we're done, let's wash our hands of this one. Yeah. But also remember, it took him a little while to get Ultimate Spider-Man off the ground. Yeah, that's true. To get it running. He, so. He's The problem with him, and I, this is where I'm feeling a clash with him, um, he's a long-form writer. Ultimate yes, Spider-Man was great, is. 20 to 30 issues in, and then you were just you were in for that whole ride. Yeah. You enjoyed whatever he was doing. A lot of his books that he's done are the exact same thing, like when he did Miles Morales' Spider-Man. That was mm-hmm. great. You know, like 10 issues in, and then you're like, oh, you've built up everything with the first 10. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. Now we're moving forward. Um but that's that. That is kind of a reflection of how Marvel does its writing, because a lot of books are yeah. that way. You know, even Dan Slott wrote Spider-Man that way. Yes, they were arcs, but they were building up towards the fall of Parker Industries. Yeah, they you were. know, like they they always do a lot of long form stories. When I do complete stories, I personally, and this you never, the first time you ever gonna hear me say it, but when we have to pick stories, personally, I like doing DC more, picking mm. stories, not who I personally like, but picking for videos, because a lot of times DC is. Issue one, it begins. Issue six, it ends. And it's the story. Yeah. And yes, you're going to drop hints into other stories, but you feel conclusion. 
And with Marvel, oh, yeah. no, a lot of times you don't get that. Yeah, no, yeah. that's definitely true. I mean, like, like look at X Men post House of M. It's it's a ten year long story. That's what I mean. And, like, and, it's just a massive story. And while yeah. that's awesome, I find that, and that's because a lot of people go, "Why do you do more DC on the on the channel?" Yeah. The reason is it's harder to do, to find a start and an ending point to a Marvel storyline for me yeah. to make a video, and not just yeah. be like. And here's 30 issues of Hickman's The New well, Avengers. it depends on what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> like Iron Man's usually like that, where it's, it's like the whole volume will just be one story. Yeah. And it'll be self-contained. Uh, the but individual it's still huge is the thing. That is, but like even the individual stories, like, like Matt Fraction's run, he did um, The Five Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was self-contained. And then you go to the next run, and then you, or to the next story. Then you go to the next story, and you go to the next story, and you go to the next story. Kieran Gillen's run was not like that. That's what no. you're talking about. Where it starts off with... with um, Shit, the secret origin of Tony Stark. Yeah. And then it runs all the way up to basically Superior Iron Man. I feel like when DC approves storylines, they take into consideration how the graphic novel is going to look. Yeah. While Marvel mm. approves a story based on how good the story can be, yeah. not concerning themselves if it's going to be 30 issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why Hickman did so well in Marvel. Yeah. I, and, and, yeah. And that's where, and so Brett Bendis coming from doing 20 issues of Spider Man. Then doing, I think that's where the biggest issue with Superman is because all he's written so far, all of it feels like setup. I have no idea yeah, where we're going with this, but it all feels like a setup. Well, right now he's fighting some guy who, and I'm still kind of confused about this. The dude he, the dude that Superman's fighting, wanted to destroy Krypton or save Krypton or something like that. I don't he know wanted to destroy Krypton. Okay. What the big mystery is is he's saying he did it because of Jor El. Okay, because I know like he he brought it like he like there, I guess there was, I guess there was like originally like a council of godheads basically. Yeah. Where you had like the guardians, and then you had whoever else was there, mm-hmm. and they said like, "No, we're not in favor of this. We're not getting in the way of it." And Jor-El yeah. knew it was going to end, and they wanted Rogal, whatever, to show up. We don't know the full thing of what he did yet, yeah, because he didn't give a lot of information. He just fought with Superman and got thrown into the Phantom See, Zone. See, I'm curious how that's going to turn out because I kind of like the origin story that Krypton was going to blow up anyway. That um, that what's his name never showed up. The Green Lantern was never there. Um, shit, what was his name? Because they talked about that recently in the recent in the. Uh, Dark Star's story, or Fall of, yeah. the, Fall of the Guardians, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Tomar Ray. Tomar Ray never showed up, and then, um, and then yeah. So then the Superman, like like the like the whole world explodes. But I like the idea that like Jor El was the only one who really knew what was going on. Like it's and it's yeah. self contained. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I mean, I'll, know, I'll finish it, but maybe I have my timelines yeah. mixed up. But did Jor El show up to take John before or after Rogal? No, right, right before. It was right before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Timeline wise, it's right before. Because yeah. I was gonna say. Why didn't Superman just be like, hey, yo, do you know what this is? Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, Pops, let me tell you a story, man. <laughs> this guy tried to destroy the world. <laughs> well, he's kind of a dick, and he's ugly as hell. So, but anyway, like, and, that, and that's... <laughs> I feel like if he's allowed to have his own imprint, because I feel part of the problem with Superman right now is nothing else in DC's written like this. They're not taking... No. Superman's being treated like he just started over, so they're building up all the no, world No, Deathstroke's again. written like this. Cause, yeah, because they're pretty... Death, no, no, Deathstroke's yeah. different now. They broke that. Yeah. He no, did, no, no, he, that ran all the way up through... That ran up to Defiance, or, and it even, even runs all the way up till now when he No, no, they, they ended it with Batman, Deathstroke versus Batman. Oh. Now, yeah. instead of naming it Deathstroke, it has, like, individual titles and it's symbol, single arcs. Oh, Because okay. that ended... The next one is Deathstroke, Arkham Asylum, or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... so that, death, wow, yeah, that's right. Deathstroke's going to Arkham. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to see how that turns yeah, out. Yeah, it's not going to end well for anyone in Arkham. Yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty excited about that. <laughs> what if an evil Captain America went to Arkham? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about this, though. Giving him his own imprint to kind of run free in. Yeah. You know, with younger characters that he writes very well. But see, he also kind of has to be careful, uh, be careful too, because they're not isolated. Like, they're characters that will appear, uh, appear elsewhere. 
And it'll start rising. Yeah. Questions have been to start shifting everything around, changing origin stories, throwing continuity out of the out of the, you know throwing continuity to the wind. Yeah. And then people are going to say, well, like, well, why? But it's an imprint. Oh, but so it's so it's separate from the main DC uh, line. Yeah, it's separate from the main DC line, which makes me wonder if it's its own self-contained oh. continuity. Because hmm. like Tim Drake's on here, yeah, and you can't have Tim Drake and the Young Justice guys like Connor Kent because this is classic Connor Kent. Yeah, you can't have these guys, and they haven't half of them haven't even been introduced in the main line yet. If it's its own thing, then I've yeah. got more faith in it because yeah. you don't have to worry about everything else and screwing up continuity and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, well, the other bit of news we have before we go to our Venom topic to make fun of it. Um, <laughs> Captain America tweeted out. I mean, Chris Evans. He will <laughs> always be Captain America to me. Yeah, Captain America tweeted out about Chris Evans. So, yeah. he's, he's, so he's an upstanding So the guy. human torch tweeted out. The yeah. human torch. Uh. The, the vegan from Scott Pilgrim tweeted out. <laughs> is that really him? Yeah. yeah. The super vegan's him. Yeah. Yes, it is. Didn't he? Chris Evans. Gary, huh? I guess just, it is. Gary's saying it's not. Chris Evans was the skater guy. Oh, the guy with the meme. Oh, mod. okay. He was yeah. in the movie, though. I just had it mixed yeah, up. Okay. Okay. Off camera, we're being told that uh, Chris Evans say, was a skater guy. Oh, yeah. What's the name of the guy that plays um, the Adam in. Uh, you're talking about the Oh, you're from, right. From Brandon Roth. Of, yeah, Brandon Roth. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, I'm going to take this moment to announce another thing that's coming out very soon. Um, we haven't finalized exactly how it's going to work, but starting next Monday here on Twitch, you will see us streaming live. Um, our first TV show, Netflix show, movie show podcast talking about the superhero stuff. Yeah. Uh, starting with the discussion of Venom. It'll be a spoiler cast next Monday. Um, and that will go, I don't even know. Everyone's like, is it going to YouTube? Is it going to Patreon? Is it going to Twitch? I'm like, oh, I can tell you right now, it's going to Patreon or Twitch. Yeah. I don't, I, I got to find scheduling room for it. We'll um, see how yeah. it goes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it it'll, it'll find a place to get fit But into. But because next week starts all the shows. But anyway. Um, yeah. So Captain America, Human Torch. Skater guy from Scott Pilgrim. He tweeted out uh, that he just wrapped filming Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. And he's sad and pretty much... Uh, I don't have the full tweet in front of me, but the assumption is from what we've read that he's done. This is yeah. it. Yeah. Now, this doesn't... In, in, okay, real quick. This doesn't mean he dies. No. It could just be the last one he films. Mm-hmm. I know your theory, and we're, we're going to talk about that in a minute, theories about him dying. I'm talking about Next here because somebody, somebody on, in YouTube land is going to take it. And run with it. <laughs> you guys will find out. You guys, you guys will find out what my theory is tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh actually, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You, you do that. Yeah. yeah. That, don't say it here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna say it here. No, one of the other YouTubers will take it. Isn't? I won't say anything, because I'll say everything and probably guess it. <laughs> no, but anyway, um, I'll, I'll offer theories that are that's not my theory. Yeah. Well, anyway, so he's. The, the, it's already the internet's going crazy. There's theories yeah. that he's going to die. There's theories that he's just going to step down. I personally think they're going to have him step down. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Because in my opinion, he can quit, but not quit. He I mean, can still be Captain America. Very much how Robert Downey Jr. is pretty much done with mainline Iron Man stuff. But pops in now. But pops in all the time, just yeah. stepping out of the, in his suit and things. You know. I mean, honestly, if I were them, if I were Marvel, a great way to write him out is to just have him launch S.W.O.R.D. and have Captain America be the one that runs S.W.O.R.D. and he's just out in space. Yeah. And it, it'll give it, like, it'll, and, and all they do, they just monitor worlds out there and that's, that's all S.W.O.R.D. does. I don't even say and that. And you'll see him every once in a while. I say he takes over for Nick Fury and then you can and easily... And becomes director of S.H.I.E.L.D.? You can, yeah. e- you can end it by becoming the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you can easily still have Chris Evans in the universe but entirely on video monitors 
entirely on phone calls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then you can still pay him. He's still Captain America, but he never has to get in. Because I've looked into like the insane workouts those guys do. Yeah. It's like six months of boiled rice and chicken. Yeah. And they have to work out for like four hours a day. Yeah. And part of him not wanting to do it is he doesn't want to do the whole Disney rigmarole anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's got to be exhausting. Yeah, I imagine. I mean, the willpower needed for that is insane. But yeah, but I mean, the willpower hey, and the Rob, paycheck needed for that is yeah. Um, if I were to pay you twenty million dollars to show up for a movie, but you have to eat boiled chicken, rice, and work out four hours a day six months prior, you think you could do it? Yeah, we'd get that shit done. <laughs> we'd be like, let's go. <laughs> twenty million dollar paycheck. Got this shit on lock. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah definitely. <laughs> oh man. But there's a different story from being like as fit as he has to be to be Captain America yeah. to, hey, just don't have a paunch when we film you on the videotape. You know, yeah. like just don't get don't a double a chin, chin and you'll be yeah, fine. Double chin. <laughs> don't get it all. Man, dude, Captain America becomes director of Shield and just let himself go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened, man? You he becomes the guy from okay. Wally. For ten years from now, hey everyone, I'm the director of Shield. Yeah. We're going. Is he drinking beer on a Disney movie? <laughs> yeah, he is, man. <laughs> drinking, drinking Duff beer. Huh? Duff, Duff beer. Crossover. They, they, no, they own the Simpsons. Now. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hmm. uh, I, that's my, that's what I think. I don't think he's gonna die. I don't think we're gonna get a death of Captain America. I'm not beyond someone is officially going to die. No, if they were gonna kill Captain America. They'd make a movie out of that. Yeah. The death of Captain America. I don't know why you wouldn't make a movie out of killing Captain America. Or mm. that's the subtitle for Avengers 4. I think he'll lose the No, they, they said the subtitle for Avengers 4 is... Guys are killing me. Uh, they, they said the... <laughs> well, they're like, they're like cramming in my ass cheek. Um, no, they said the, the title of Avengers 4 is not, is not based on any comic book title that exists. Okay. So, yeah. I think they're full of crap. I, don't, I think it's actually... I think it is. I think it's, I think it's Avengers 4, like, Infinity, like Avengers Forever. I think okay, and for the record, there is a whole other possibility behind him saying he was sad about it ending. I mean, everyone came together for a movie that has been 10 years in production, two full movies of the entirety of the MCU have showed up. Yeah. It could just be like, like if tomorrow we were like, all of this disbands, we're all going to see each other, but this isn't going to happen again. Yeah, we're all going back to making solo movies. Yeah, it would still be sad. Yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily mean he's quitting. Well, because you got to think. I mean, it's been an adventure. Like, yeah, you're talking about like all the. I mean, for uh, Infinity War and Avengers Four, you're talking about the pre-production phase, which is all of them meeting essentially, like all yep. of them, like getting all the scripts and everything ironed out. And you got to you got to think like friendships formed over this. That's what I mean. And yeah, people have mm-hmm. gone out and they've they've hung and out. The, and and the Disney rigmarole requires like them mm-hmm. doing charity work together. Yeah. They go do all these extra things together. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of camaraderie that forms under those kind of circumstances. Yeah, and so. this is it. Regardless of what happens next, if he's never in a true Captain America movie, if yeah. he just does cameos, his he's done with his major role. Yeah. Same thing with Iron Man. Like we almost can guarantee we're not going to see Robert Downey Jr. in a suit of armor again. Whether or not he dies, he's yeah. like he's not going to like they, they're going to pay him so much money to show up again. No, here's what's going to happen. The Infinity Stones are going to shatter. The Time Stone is going to vanish, and it's going to sweep Captain America away to fifty thousand years in the future. We'll never hear from him again. I I have a theory. That's Jonathan Hickman. I'm going to give my theory here. I'm going to give my theory here. What's your theory? They don't kill everyone, but they're all done. Each one of those Infinity Stones is left with one of the original cast, and they take them into a different dimension to save them. Oh, the Infinity Watch. Yeah. Yeah. They become Infinity Watch. So we get rid of Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, the Hulk probably would stay, Thor, all the originals. That's a good theory. And they just go. Dude, make a video on that shit. I probably should. Yeah. 
Put that shit up tomorrow. Avengers 4, Infinity like, Watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put that up before we uh, put this live. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> if, that were, if that were to be the case, yeah, it would still be sad. I'm not going to be, like, if I was Captain America, I'm, like, I'm not going to be in Captain America's role anymore, but you're probably going to hear from my character. Oh, yeah. But it's not going to be the same. He's not going to do any of this stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no. I am, I am really curious. I mean, because I got to say, man, Chris Evans is, like, the perfect Captain America. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I never would have believed it. In the first film, I would assume like, he's gonna make at least some form of a cameo in this Black Widow movie. Oh, let me tell you something, man. Like oh, it's like yeah. when Harrison Ford said he was never gonna be uh, like no Sal made that point. We were talking about that Sal made that point. He, was, he said it was when it, when Harrison Ford said he would never be Han Solo again, and then Disney comes to him with like a sixty million dollar paycheck, and he's like, okay, <laughs> right. and then voila, he shows. Can up you and, kill me in the in the movie, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in episode seven, and then he dies, and that's <laughs> and that's that. So can I be a Force ghost? <laughs> yeah, help me, Luke. Uh, there was one I more thing I wanted was. to bring up to you. Oh, yeah. So let's see on the RMBE. Um, what do you want to say about uh, the internet taking what you said crazy? Oh, God. <laughs> let's man. have an official statement on our podcast, Rob. Yeah, an official statement on the podcast. You want to explain what happened in short to the people who may not be aware of this? Uh, Sony flew me out to LA to interview Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed for the Venom film. Uh, I was nervous as hell, got into the room, had three questions that I could ask, had like six minutes, basically. So it, was, it could have been more than three, but that's all I had time for. The final question was, what was your favorite part of the movie to film? And Tom Hardy said it was the 30 to 40 minutes they took out of the movie. No clue he was ever going to say that. My thought was, well, it was a fight scene with Riot, or like, you know, this thing, or when I was talking to myself, or something like that. No clue that he was going to say that. And I thought he was making a joke, which is why you heard me laugh. And then it was like, okay, I guess he wasn't joking. But... No, I'm, I had no clue that was going to happen. And then I wake up one morning, and my editor, or my writer's like, hey, like one of my writers is like, hey, have you seen this? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then Benny's like, have you seen this? And Sal's like, have you seen this? And the whole world's like, have you seen this, Rob? Like, your article's trending on the comic book subreddit, and like every major news media outlet picked it up. And it's, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, that's cool, but like, now everybody's going to think I'm the guy that kills movies. Yeah. And I don't want to be the guy that kills movies. Right. So, yeah. It's the weirdest turn of events I've ever heard of coming out of these things. Yeah. yeah, it's like, wow. I think it would almost be better to what happens to me when I do this, where they just kind of get swept under the rug and you never hear about them again. Yeah, I kind of don't want to be, because what's going to happen is if the Venom movie comes out, and, and it's not as well received as people think it is. I think it'll be. I think it'll be pretty well received. But if it's not as well received as people think it would be, they're gonna be like, "Remember that interview? That was explained in. You know, it's like, remember how he de- how he destroyed the movie? You know, it's like." It was actually really funny that morning too, because Sal called me up because he couldn't get a hold of Rob because his phone was glitching out again, and I'm sitting there talking to Sal, and I'm like, I, I was, it was, it was, "We weren't doing anything. I'm just sitting there talking to Sal about Rob, and Rob comes downstairs, and I'm like, "Hey, Rob, like, yeah. <laughs> so apparently you're taking Venom." <laughs> yeah, I was like. What? Because <laughs> I hadn't looked at the link yet. Ryan sent it to me. Yeah. And I saw that it was an article from the Telegraph. And they, he said, like, your interview was featured in there. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know? And you just left it at that. You left like, it at that. And then I actually read the article. <laughs> and then I realized it's not as awesome as I'd hoped it would be. Yeah, he comes down. And so, Sal called me up because he couldn't get a hold of Rob. And he's like, uh, he's like, I'm sure you're following all of this. And I'm like, following what? Like, what are you talking about? And he goes, Rob tanked Venom. Wait, wait. What? Again? Sal? Yeah. Again? What? <laughs> <Come> again? <laughs> I don't think I heard you correctly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I misunderstood what you just told me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I told him this is going to go one of two ways, guys. He's either going to 
get banned from ever going to a movie again, which I hope it, I hope doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. Or he's going to get invited to every movie because he has the power to sway the vote. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of hoping it doesn't turn into like, hey, do we want to have comics explained here? And they're like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, remember what he did to Venom? Like, we don't want him doing that to our movie. Like, I do not, I do not want that problem. I want, I'll, I want the latter. I want him to be like, well, I mean. Like, let's try the other way. What if he What if he goes in and he's just like, I'm so excited for this movie because it's so amazing. What's your favorite scene to film? And then everybody's just like, yeah, man, he likes it. We got to go see it. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it turns out that way. <laughs> uh, it was it was an interesting uh, morning to find all this it out. It was an interesting morning. And now I've just been giving Rob shit. So how's it feel to uh, tank Venom? <laughs> Not very good. Yeah. Not very good. Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although, I mean, the reviews came out. I I'm pretty sure your thing's going to get swept under the rug as it the is. movie comes out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The reviews are mixed, I think. Yeah. So. But once the movie's out and everyone can have an opinion on it, I think it's just going to... This is not going to be a thing anymore. Yeah, it's I'm only sure. a thing because the movie's not out, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Yeah, some big piece of news people can latch on to. Um, okay. Uh, let's do one more piece of news before we go into our, our main topic of the day. Okay? Okay. Uh, Dark Phoenix is apparently still existing. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I saw the trailer for that movie, and I was like, that looks like ass. And I'm not going to go see it. What did you think, Dan? Because you're the big X-Men fan. Yeah, no, I, it made me kind of go, I don't want to be the big X-Men fan anymore. My man. <laughs> you you I, are I the whitest person ever. You go for the weirdest fucking shit no, all the time. Dude, okay, if I wanted <laughs> I to fist bump, I would have gone like that. No, here. Okay, that's a fist No, see, that's not even a fist bump. All We're right. in a weird situation no, with a couch, We Rob. need to let this go. Uh, Rob, teach the whitest guy in Colorado how this works. There we go. Okay, cool. All right, so black people greet each other using things like fist bumps. No, right. God. Now Dan, I'm trying to do what you were trying you to do. Are, dude, you are so white. All right. Yeah, no shit, Rob. Here, okay, fist bump. There you go. See, you see, you gotta. There's, there. You don't knuckle bump. All right, like it's fist bump. So here we go again. There we go. All right, now the way you were gonna do it before. When you like, there you go. See, that's not the way you do it. Now that's like, the very subtle one. No, when I go up like that, that means that that means that we're doing that exactly. All right. Black you do, people, black people, communication 101. All right. I appreciate the lesson. Yes. No. I I'll, will forever. I will know. I'll start. I'll start teaching you. I'll start teaching you. Phrases that us African Americans use to relate to one another, <laughs> so you won't feel so left out. <laughs> yes. To be oh, fair, yeah. half the time you do just do that, just for the yeah. No, you I, do. I usually fist bump. But dude, you'll—I mean, dude, I'll, I'll have you in ship shape, man. You'll be listening to Kanye West songs. You'll know exactly <laughs> what he's talking about. I mean, yo, you, you will, yeah, man. I need to do that. I need to make. I need to make a video on that. Rob teaches oh, black culture. Yeah. yeah, black culture explained. Somebody's running off with that shit right now. I can guarantee it. Somebody's like, done. <laughs> it's great that you So show. anyway. Um, Black culture explosion. Did you hear that the movie already is potentially pushed back? It's a leaked rumor. But it's the day it after awful. it got announced in February, there was a rumor that it got pushed back to June. Actually, I'm surprised Disney's even letting it out. Yeah. I'm not surprised about that. Because I assume it's been made. Because it, it, at this point, Disney's like, whatever. Let it be the, the swan song for the yeah. whole thing. Some money's better than no um, money. What yeah. I am shocked about was that they picked February. Because this is insane. Because that means we have Dark Phoenix in February. March is going to have Captain Marvel. Oh April is going to have Shazam. Yeah. And then May is going to have the Infinity oh, then, War. Infinity War, yeah. And then w there's got to be something else coming out after that, I think. Not, not, not until November of next year. What's November next year? Is that Wonder Woman 1984? I think that's Wonder Woman 1984. Maybe it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, because Aquaman comes out this November. Yeah, this is, no, December. December. Aquaman. Dude, I'm so excited. It's apparently Aquaman. November in Europe, so they're going to get it a month before us. Of course. This is why I need to move to Europe. You know what? I'm bumping my but Copenhagen. But it works the other way in other movies. I am bumping my Copenhagen trip up to November. 
Go see Aquaman. Yeah, I'm gonna You're gonna fly come home. back and be like, Benny, I know you love Aquaman. Let's spoil that shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's amazing. There's also imagine, a Joker imagine, movie next year. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, imagine, <laughs> like, imagine Harry Potter, but with Aquaman, and like none of the magic. Well, some of the magical I, stuff, and like that's what the movie feels like. Dude, I don't give a shit about the Joker movie. He looks like a pissed off clown. It doesn't even look like the Joker. Until you can tell me what their plan is for the origin of the Joker, I'm not. I don't want to be hyped about it. Yeah, he looks like mm-hmm. a guy. Who, he looks like a guy who has who's a clown for a job and is just having a bad day. Like, oh, apparently, Far From mm-hmm. Home is June or July. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. How is that going to come yeah. out right after? He's dead. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, we know Peter Parker's coming back to life. Yeah. So, maybe, maybe, maybe. so there's two rumors I've heard about that. One is that it takes place before Infinity War, and one is that it takes place afterwards. Hmm. I can see that. I honestly, I feel like they just they should just make it afterwards. Because if you keep if you keep going, all all the ones are making are coming out before, then you're just convoluting everything. Because how is that going to flow? I mean, not really. Because I mean, the first one the first one just took place eight eight years. At, uh, it took place eight years. That play, that that movie take it's, that's the the that movie takes place closest to the events of Avengers yeah. Four, doesn't it? Yeah, that, and that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It's like in order right for him to have Avengers another 4. thing to fight like that. It, would make, it just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, that would, I've heard, yeah, that'd be What I think weird. is the rumor that I've heard that it's taken place before is probably started by Disney to get people to stop going, well, we know everyone's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, no, like, no, but all the movies are before. All the mm-hmm. movies. This is the end of the... Uh, Avengers are done. That's, yeah. Spider-Man 2. His existence after Infinity War ruined. <laughs> yeah, that's... That, yeah, no, no, no. no. I, mean, I, could see them, I could see them being the ones that started that rumor just to yeah. get rid of all that stuff. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So, huh. all right, are we ready for today's topic? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize we actually still had one. Yeah. Well, guess minimum. what, Dan? A portal opens, and our ad today is <laughs> patreon.com slash comic story. Go, go there to get early access to our videos and like five to six different podcasts. Okay, so, portal close. <laughs> wow. That's kind of impressive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so I pulled up a list off of Den of Geek. That's today's uh, yes. horror website Geek. that we're probably going to end up mocking. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It is the 15 craziest moments in Venom's history, of Mar- Venom in Marvel history. Yeah. Den of Geek, we, we make fun of you now. Commence the making fun of. Wait, isn't that the one written, like, run by... The, no, that's a website the guy runs. Why not call it Geek Den? That sounds like it would make more sense. I think there is a geek den. Is there? I don't know. There's a lot of den of geek, geek of den, den of something. Come, come, little people, hang out. And yeah, it's like churches. Like there's, there's like a zillion first church of gods around the country. Like, like God is I, like, okay. first like, 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 like these are. I've been to all these churches at the same time. Therefore, they are all the first ones. Geekdom 101. Um, Geekdom 101. Yeah. My dad's a pastor, and I have asked him, and he can never give me a straight answer about this. How is every church the first church of God? Yeah. <laughs> we were the first well, church. No, we were. And I feel like at some weren't point Weren't you in the built future, in 2015? Isn't yeah. the whole <laughs> thing omnipotent? See? I don't know. Man, He's I don't, everywhere I'm, all the time. I don't know. I don't know. So but Venom. Like, I'm, 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 expecting, I'm expecting them all to go to war with each other at some point in the future. Like the war of the first churches. Like that'd be, that might actually be an awesome name for a war. Like the first church war. And like they all go to war against each other. And they, it's not really like a war so much as like they just, they disagree. You know, and like, because I mean, they're like Where? white folks' churches. Like, they disagree. Where are you know, you and they're going? like, you know, talk, they, 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 write like, they, write, they write like strongly worded letters to the other churches. He's not wrong. Like that. That's what the war would be. Yeah, that's what it would be. 
Oh, yeah. my dad, I've gone to all these different churches, and that's exactly yeah. what it'd be. Uh, I'm sorry, but you are encroaching on our copyright, and yeah. I, I formally am asking you to stop. Yeah. And the response would be like, um, I don't know what you're talking about, Boy George. The church um, wars. The first church of Boy George is my church, and you yeah. can't have my copyright. Uh, <laughs> you sound like Seinfeld when you say that. You can't have my copyright. Oh, oh my god. What? Are we ever going to have an episode of this that is 100% on topic? Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> never. We never have and we never will. The time When the time comes we have an episode that's totally on topic, that'd be the most boring episode ever. Okay, Twitch chat. Do you like episodes where we are almost never on topic? Or where we deviate off topic almost the all the time. part, he'll never know the response. So anyway, number yeah. 15 on this list of 15. <laughs> so we got to move in a somewhat kind of a hurry here, Rob. Somewhat of a hurry, okay. Dr. Doom's ill-defined plan for world domination in Spider-Man The Video Game 1991. Spider-Man The Arcade Game was fun to play, but good luck trying to make sense of the narrative. Having Black Cat accompany Spider-Man makes enough sense, but having Hawkeye and Namor as playable is just weird. At the end of the first level, you fight Venom, and once he's defeated, he's possessed by some mystical artifact that enlarges him about 25 feet tall. After being beaten down to normal size again, he gives it a go again, and then is then wiped out. It appears to be the last you hear from him. I... What? How is that crazy? Yeah, yeah what? just a thing. Oh, okay, hold on. It was there was an ad which oh. broke up the set, the paragraph. So I was like, "This is why we use ad block." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Den of Geek. This is why you're losing money. Um, <laughs> late in the game, you'll find out that Kingpin isn't the game's big villain. After all, he's working under Doctor Doom. Meaning, a trip down to Latveria is the climax. It's there that you'll take out Doctor Doom twice. In, in what would be a finale, but no. Once Doom is taken out, he unleashes the true final boss. An army of Venoms literally rain from the top of the screen. You have to fight them all off. How random. That is actually pretty cool. Yeah. An army of Venoms. Created by Dr. Doom. Yeah. So Venomized, but not crappy. But not crappy. But not. Wow. Coincidentally, Dr. Doom would unleash an army of symbiotes on the populace and Bendis' Mighty Avengers many years later. Hmm. I don't remember that, do you? Me neither. I need to look that up. During Bendis' Mighty Avengers. When did he write Mighty Avengers? Oh, he wrote the first volume. The one with Carol Danvers, I think. Did he? Maybe it was the second volume. And they fought an army of Venoms. The the mighty. Avengers, How do neither of us know about this? The, the, yeah, what the, the well because I was reading I was reading his new Avengers. The the mighty Avengers was okay. So you had Civil War, and then Iron Man's team won. The bad guys technically won. Registration goes through. You get Captain America's Secret Avengers. Yeah. The Avengers are basically still disbanded, and then you get Mighty Avengers led by Carol Danvers, which was like the police arm of the Superhuman Registration Act. Yeah, I remember her. And then eventually that 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 thing. And ends. she's always gotten character assassinated by Bendis. Oh hasn't yeah, she? oh yeah. She <laughs> I don't um, think he likes her. Very much. I don't think he does either. Well, then you then you end up getting rid. Well, she probably reminds him of like an ex girlfriend or something. But uh, <laughs> then you end up then you end what? up <laughs> bleeding then, cool. Run with that, please. Yeah. <laughs> Bendis hates Carol Danvers because she reminds him of X. But, as uh, stated by comics explained. As stated by comics explained. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, then then eventually like like that that Mighty Avengers team either it, it you no know, no that Mighty Avengers team disbands, and then Luke Cage is brought into the Avengers Mansion by Iron or Captain America or somebody like that, and he forms the second Mighty Avengers team, which ends up getting Adam Brashear, which is actually really cool. Yeah, the Mighty Avengers is actually really really good. I sounds it. I'm gonna have to check it out. But actually. I haven't. Yeah. Well, the one with Luke Cage is really, really good. I don't remember the one. With, I don't. I don't think. I don't I've remember this one they're talking about. I've read some of them. I like the Luke Cage run. Yeah. All right. Huh. Next number fourteen is. What do you think, Dan, about an army of Venoms? I'm trying I, to make sure I you get. I remember this. you're here. No, you don't. I'm trying. I I saw you glance and go. Oh shit! He's still here. Why isn't that left? <laughs> hmm. You like it? No, I think I kind of want to read that. That would be a fun story to read. Yeah. Do. So number 14, all arms on deck, Venom the Madness. 
Um, when a three-issue arc, uh, there was a three-issue... Uh, so Spider-Man was joined with Sentient Parasite, Parasite, thought it was too insane to keep around. Eddie Brock didn't have the option, gladly became Venom. So what if you added a third creature into the mix that drove Venom insane so that Eddie had to put his foot down and get rid of Venom? Hmm. After being stomped down on by Juggernaut to the point where he's inches from death, Venom is then joined with a sentient virus made out of mercury. It healed him up and jacked up his strength, while at the same time giving him extra arms and a tiny head sticking out of his neck because this is an Anne uh, Nocenti comic. Nocenti? Is that how you say your last name? Uh, Anne Nocenti. Nocenti. Okay. Unfortunately, Venom went a little too extreme and not in a good way. Like, he at one point attempted to rape his girlfriend because he was more impulsive than ever. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Wow. Okay, yeah, that deserves to be on the craziest list, because... Luckily, Damn. Juggernaut shut up for round two to interrupt that, and the madness of madness Venom was able to hold his own against the unstoppable force. Uh, he didn't have a chance to finish Juggernaut off, though, as he's whisked away to the realm of madness, where he's attacked by dark copies of Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider. Huh. You need to make that video. <laughs> Venom versus Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider. Make and that... he rapes his girlfriend. I would not put that in the title. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's Our not camera guy behind the scenes over here is like, no, yeah. no, I like my. I would, I would that. cut that part of the story out. Yeah, <laughs> I would leave that out. Number thirteen yeah. is Secret Skeleton in the What If One One Four. Huh. The final issue of the '90s run of What If was a pretty cool one with a story based on Secret Wars. What if the Beyonder and Galactus killed each other and all of the heroes and villains were stranded? Oh yeah, the I've heard of this totally one. consumes Peter. Uh, yeah. Oh my bad. Sorry, man. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. <laughs> my bad. So what happens, Rob? The Venom symbiote totally consumes Peter. <laughs> yeah, he's just a walking like like it's the the Venom kid like the Venom suit's walking around. At some point, the Venom suit is like removed from him, and then all of a sudden, it's just like bones. That must be this image right here, then. Something like that. Yeah. You're killing us, and there's nothing but bones underneath the Venom suit. Yeah. Yeah. What's the reason? The main protagonist of the story, She-Hulk and Hawkeye, Wolverine, Storm, uh, Human Torch, Wasp, uh, as well as Captain America. Though the story is based on where, based on where Spider-Man got the black costume, it's shown that he's still wearing it. And with two and a half decades since its introduction, what could this mean? Because they've been there for 25 years now. Yeah. Later in the story, the heroes all swarm Doctor Doom's castle, and in one panel, Spider-Man is hit with one of Claw's sonic blasts. It reveals that all that all that is left of Peter Parker is a skeleton. The symbiote has been controlling his remains like a puppet for who knows how many years. Yet this doesn't even phase Human Torch who saves him and lends him a quip as long as he's... Uh, as, as if he's long accepted that his buddy is just a pile of bones controlled by a talking spandex. Hmm. That is a cool idea. Yeah, it's kind of messed up though. That's what the thing I kind of reminds you of that did. story because you told me this a while ago and I still haven't read it. I think it's Ruins where Tony Stark died in his armor and no, they no, just no. heard him for days screaming. No, that's uh, Punisher versus the Marvel Universe. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah he screams in his suit that. for days. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's the craziest thing. Punisher walks by and he's talking about it. He's like, they said, that, they said it was like five days before the screaming stopped. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Imagine that, man, getting locked in. Like, imagine Iron Man getting locked in his own suit and just dying in there. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, that would be like getting buried alive, except from the fact that everyone knows you're still in there. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be the worst part. Yeah. Because yeah. no one can help you. Yeah. It's like that Ryan Reynolds movie, Buried. Oh, God, yeah. Were you that, buried alive? That was like so... Yeah. Cla like, I, it did a great job with the claustrophobia and everything. Yeah, that was nuts. And they just basically had to tell him, like, we can't find you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't even think about it, Dan. Don't think about it. Oh, damn, you're thinking about it. Being buried alive? Yeah, I did. That's I know. I'll tell you something that'll. I'll tell you something that'll really, really freak you out. In the original Buried Alive movie, the the wife hates her husband, so she buries him alive. He gets out, and then he he turns a house into like this this horror show, 
and she ends up like finding a way to tunnel out and, and, and make her way out. But as she's tunneling through, it keeps getting smaller and smaller. And you realize like he set that up intentionally and she's crawling into her own grave. And then he slaps the door behind her and leaves her there. God damn. Yeah, and just traps her in there. She's, she's buried alive forever. Yeah, man. Those movies are mess with your head, man. <laughs> I'm going to watch Buried again after this. Anyway, um, number yeah. 12 is yeah, The Endless First it. Impressions. Um, they Basically, this isn't so much of a moment, so why is it on your list, Denny Geek? Yeah. Well, because um, They're just making good. fun of the fact that he has had a ton of first appearances, basically, technically. Because once they realized he was popular, they just kept making new ones. So mm-hmm. you have Venom 1 through 60, and then after that we had Venom Lethal Protector 1 through 6, Venom Funeral Pyro 1 through 3, Venom the Madness 1 through 3, Venom the Mace 1 through 3, Venom the Enemy Within 1 through 3, Venom Knights of Vengeance 1 through 4, Venom Separation Anxiety 1 through 4, Venom Carnage Unleashed 1 through 4, Venom Sinner Takes All 1 through 5, Venom Along Came a Spider 1 through 4, Venom the Hunted 1 through 3, Venom the Hunger 1 through 4, Venom Tooth and Claw 1 through 3, Venom on Trial 1 through 3, Venom License to Kill 1 through 3, Venom Sign of the Boss 1 and 2, and then Venom the Finale 1 through 3. The fact that you ran all those off <laughs> Seamlessly, yeah. without making a mistake, is incredibly impressive. And then he just disappeared. That, that was all between 1993 and 1998. Yeah, 1990s comics, man. <laughs> and now we've Marvel, got... Marvel wonders why they almost went bankrupt, right? <laughs> now we've got freaking Venom, Venom First Host, V-Nom. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're Venom doing it again. Venomverse that happened. He's got... I think he's got more than Spider-Man right now. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, but, but also, like, Venom was... I mean, Venom was the most popular villain Spider-Man's ever had. Carnage. So. No, I think Venom's more, more popular than Carnage. Yeah. I think if I walk down let me the know, road... Let us know in the comments down below. If you're still watching the show this far in, which a lot of you probably are, yeah. um, who do you like more, Venom or Carnage? Because for me, I've always liked Carnage more. Yeah. I mean, well, The okay. unpredictability of Cletus Cadiz City I've always found more interesting than... If we, if, if we were able to go back before, like, Spider-Man 3, even, and we were to, like, walk... And we were to show people pictures of, like, Carnage and Venom and say, who are these? Like, they'd, be, they'd point to Venom and say, like, that's the Spider-Man bad guy. Even if they can't say his name, like, that's the bad guy from Spider-Man. The Black yeah. Spider-Man suit. Yeah, the Black yeah. Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, so. I, I could see that, maybe. I, yeah. Okay, He's maybe more recognizable. recognizable. Yeah. 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 I'll give you that. But. Number 11 is the war in Frank Castle's mind. In the what if number 44, um, what if Venom had possessed the Punisher? Frank Castle goes to the church moments before Eddie Brock does. And yeah, that's a good story. He becomes the host. Yeah. It all comes to head when Punisher fights Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Moon Knight on a, rife, on a rooftop. Spider-Man hits him with a sonic blast and it allows Frank to rest control for a moment and he shoots the sonic cannon and goes into a vegetative state. Inside of his head, we see a really sweet sequence of Frank in his Vietnam gear as he feels himself being stalked by a creature. He changes into the Punisher duds and screams that he's not afraid and fights the creature head on. Yeah. It's a really, really mm. cool story. Yeah, that sounds it. Yeah. Oh, it looks kind of current too. From the artwork. It's, it's current in so far as like... 1992. It's a 90s book yeah, again. It's, it's, you know, so not years. only do we have Venom and everything else, but also what if Venoms. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a demon on wheels, number 10. Uh, Venom, number 36. Cullen Bunn really did make his Venom run work, and a lot of times things... Really did try to make his Venom run work, but a lot of times things didn't click. In the latter part of the run, Flash Thompson Venom hangs out in Philadelphia and hunts down information on the crime boss, Lord Ogre. Some criminals drive off and escape him, but he's a bit disappointed that he doesn't have a ride of his own. So he sees the husk of an old car with wheels stripped off and gets the gets an idea. Existing for just one hell of a splash page, Venom Mobile shows the apparently the apparently the Ven- the Venom symbiote able to work on machines too if the story calls for it. Yeah, that's comic books. I don't remember that at the all. The Venom Mobile. I want this character to do that? any things. So. Oh, that's thirty six. So for everyone knows, I'm a huge fan of Agent Venom. Um, probably about like 31, 32 till they canceled it. Oh. It went in some weird directions. Oh, like, really? They were, I guess it was Colin Bunn's run on it, but 
Until oh. they came back around with Mania, they didn't seem to know any idea what they were doing. It was just throwing ideas at a wall. Because wow. I feel like it's kind of like the Scarlet Spider situation, where they don't really know where to fit Venom in when he was Agent well, also, Venom. Also, I mean, the idea of Agent Venom was an experiment. It just took off and became popular, and nobody yeah. ever expected it to. Yeah. It's like Spider-Gwen. Yeah, Spider-Gwen mm-hmm. is now mm-hmm. in a movie. Who, from, Ghost from what, Spider. Go, I, I kind of like the name Ghost Spider. I, I, I gotta do it, I gotta do it. I, gotta, I think it's a good fix for her name. You know, it's Ghost Spider. You know, it's just a weird Ghost Spider kind of Ghost Spider thing. So you take Ghost Spider and you give it to the Spider-Man. He's like all white. And he's in the <laughs> what the hell is going Number on? Number nine is Dog in the Eye. <laughs> Dark Rain, the Sinister Spider-Man number four. Wasn't that, um, who had the Dark book? Rain? Yeah. Who Brian Reed and Chris Bachelot's take on Mark, Ga- oh, that was the Mark, Mac Gargan Venom. Ugh. Oh, yeah, when Scorpion became Venom. That was just. Yeah, that was not very interesting to no. me. No. The dog doesn't kill Venom, he gets lodged deep in his eye. Venom proceeds to fight off Bullseye, attacking of various gang members, and a half. He pulls the dog out of his eye socket. I mean, there was a cool moment during Dan Slott's run where Eddie Brock, no, not Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock, I think. No. Who the hell is it? Somebody fights, um, not, not Spider-Man, but somebody fights Scorpion and then strips him of the symbiote and then it goes back to... Does it go to Flash Thompson? Oh, no, it does go to Flash Thompson. Because then you get... Uh, when they brought back Eddie, it got weird. Because, like, Venom was just... No, no, because, because I, I think during that run... No, because that's when they introduced anti-Venom. So you end up having Flash Thompson Venom oh, so you're versus, going way back when. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is Dan Slott's run. So you end up having, uh, yeah, because Eddie Brock gets, Eddie Brock gets healed by Mr. Uh, by, uh, Mr. Negative. And then the, sim- the Venom symbiote was with uh, Matt Gargan at the time, I think. Eddie Brock Wait, tried Anti-Venom's to- because of Mr. Negative? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, um, I thought it was a serum that they made to fight off Venom. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying like Eddie Brock himself, because he had cancer at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so he was, so he was healed. Supposedly given cancer, to him by the Venom symbiote, but nobody else ever got it. Yeah. So he was, <laughs> he was healed of his cancer by Mr. Negative. Uh, Matt Gargan was a scorpion, I think. Um, the Venom symbiote, that was around the time of Agent Venom. Somewhere, somehow it fit, it fit in there somewhere. And so it's like, I'm not Sal. Sal could do a much better job of explaining Here's the that. kicker, guys. But Real quick, here's the kicker. I'm the Super Venom fan in our comic book community, and I don't know what the hell he's talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, so, so, no, no, no. So then you ended up having, then you ended up having um, Eddie Brock, I think he was trying to get the Venom symbiote back, ended up becoming Anti-Venom instead. And then, you don't remember Anti-Venom? I know Anti-Venom. Oh, yeah, and then he became Anti-Venom yeah, instead. Flash Thompson just became Agent Anti-Venom. Yeah. Yeah. And then, no, because Flash Thompson became anti-Venom at the... Very end. It's, it's yeah, recent. Very, it was yeah. recent. I think yeah. Venom Inc. was when it happened. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, no, Eddie Brock was anti-Venom. Was that was when Eddie Brock was crazy. That's, no, because he couldn't get the Venom suit back because, because of Agent Venom. He couldn't get the Venom suit back because of Agent Venom. He discovered a serum that was like the Venom. That was like the Venom suit. He could get the Venom. He could take the Anti Venom suit. When and Rob then does this, guys, we just gotta let him run the whole I, it's, course. It's something. It's, it's something like <laughs> that. The funny I thing can't is, remember. a new, number of things he explained in those could have applied to so many different Venom stories. Yeah, because yeah. they re- rehash a lot of the same plots a lot of times. It's time. yeah. something like that. It's always what oh, the number Eddie twenty. Spider Ham is a creation of the '80s and his Star Wars out with, before Venom's introduction. The character is reprised in the early '90s as a part of Marvel's parody comic "What the yeah. Issue 20 features a crossover with various regulars of the series in an adventure called the Infinity Wart. Oh my god! The four 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 Bushman, Spider Ham, and Milk and Cookies and Wolverina team up and fight and face their evil selves. For Spider Ham, it's an excuse to introduce his Venom counterpart, Pork Grind. Oh my god. Dude, I gotta cover that. Yeah, I gotta cover that. Pork grind. Pork grind. Pork grind. Wow. 
Speaking, speaking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Pork Grind fights Spider-Ham and Milk and Cookies, and he mostly manhandles them until Spider-Ham eats, eats his spinach and punches him out. Coincidentally, it's not the last entry on the list to feature an Austrian Venom. Dude, I gotta cover that story, man. I... Spider-Ham becomes Venom. Yeah. Pork Grind. Pork Grind. Pork Grind. Oh Number seven is Eddie Brock's Sister of Pain. What? Okay, let's find out. Venom 90 series became delightfully silly by the end, partially because they introduced a plot device where the symbiote was placated by eating chocolate. What? Chocolate. So, Believe it or not, that's not a, that's. There's actually a really well written explanation as to why the symbiote is calmed by chocolate, but that's neither here nor there. During the last couple of story arcs, Venom is forced to work as an agent of the government, or else they'll detonate the bomb in his chest. Suicide Squad. Yeah. He's given an assignment to lay low in a church for some big speech on peace by the foreign leader. And if anyone makes a move, Venom is to be alerted to spring into action and stop the assassination. But not a moment sooner. The symbiote is able to mimic any form of clothing and disguises Eddie in all sorts of ways. It makes it extra funny when, all, when of all disguises, Eddie wears a nun's habit and asks the choir boys not to sing quite as high-pitched as it gives him a bit of a headache. Some gun-carrying thugs take him hostage, what? but Venom has to wait until he gets clearance to reveal himself. Was it written by John Ostrander? Because he had some crazy-ass stories back in the day. I have no idea. John Ostrander was crazy as hell back in the day. Once he does, he violently murders the henchmen in front of the children, not realizing that he's traumatizing them into a puppy. Oh, wow. my God. <laughs> this, this kind of belongs on the list. Yeah, dude. Okay, make a video on that. Just call it Venom Torments Children. Yeah, and just call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, I feel like you're just giving yourself tons of Venom ammo. What? Venom torments children. Venom, Spider-Ham becomes Venom. Oh, Spider-Ham becomes Venom. I'll do. I'm not going to do a story where he torments kids. No. <laughs> but I should do it? Yeah, do Are it, you man. secretly trying to tank my channel now no. so you can surpass it? I'm kind of curious to see if it gets demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't title it that because of the, that whole, uh, those parents like who were oh, yeah. making videos for pranks. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. French Kiss of Death, Venom number 11. Dan oh, Way's God. Venom series from the mid-thousands is really, really bad. Is it really called mid-thousands now? I guess. I always <coughs> call it the 2000s. I figured the, the 2000s were 2001 to 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, what is it called? 2009, rather. I've heard it called The Knots before. The Knots? Yeah, I've actually seen You like, said that. No, that's the first time I've ever said I've this heard it. I've heard it called uh, that by myself. Yeah. <laughs> by me. I'm very clever. <laughs> I remember no, someone in, uh, one of my professors in college called it that. Hmm. But it's, it's such a hard to say range of years. The 2000s. The 2000s, but that... Uh, 2010s? I mean, you say the 1990s. You say the 1980s, 1970s. Yeah. So the 2000s. Yeah. And 1900s, and you know. 2000s. Yeah. 18 it's, years ago it's today. It's the good old 2000s, guys. Yeah. God damn. Every time someone reminds me that it's 2018, I just go, I'm so fucking old now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I know. 18 years ago today, everybody thought the world was going to end. And then six years ago. I just ago had a meeting today, about my future end. with financial experts yesterday. And they're like, where do you see yourself when you're like 59, 60? I'm like, probably doing something else as a line of work. But I'll tell you right now, if I'm still able to do this, let old man Benny tell you about yeah. what's going on in Venom right Gather now. Gather around, children. <laughs> Let me tell you about comics back in mind. Uh, they're like, what, what is your ultimate plan? I'm like, do this until they stop me. Yeah. <laughs> do this until I'm getting like three do views every video. I don't know. <laughs> until they stop me, I'm not going yeah. nowhere. I'm, I'm waiting for that. It's like, it's like, what is it? The keyboard meme? It's like, it's time to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, let's talk about Venom. Benny. Mm -hmm. 
Enough. Enough, man. <laughs> what are you talking about, Rob? Why are you, why are you even still talking about I don't know why I go super this, southern. Yeah, I was yeah. like, where did this accent come from? Give me my moonshine. <laughs> I just did Carnage USA's recording. Wow. And I tried to make Cletus sound as hillbilly hick, but carnage as I could. Like, I tried to adapt it. Okay, I want to hear what this voice sounds like. <sighs> okay, I got to guess. Okay, so. Inther, was it? Was it, okay, so Carnage, I was doing, I always do Carnage like, like, Carnage like this! It's always so high-pitched and kind of scratchy, you know? But then you gotta take it down a notch! You gotta be like a Southern Carnage! You wanna go get some grits and eggs? You sound like a preacher. <laughs> That's what you sound like. Today we gonna gather around, we gonna talk about Why Jesus. don't you all come in here? I'm totally peeking all the mics right now. That's, that's, that's what it sounds, it sounds like, Jesus. Welcome brothers and sisters. Welcome brothers and sisters. Church. Let me tell you about the Church of Carnage. The this church is my family right here, she's such a hussy. Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. I would read a comic called The Church of Carnage. That's what that whole story is. That'd be awesome. The Church of Carnage. He just starts his own religion? Basically, yeah. Have you not read Carnage USA? No. That's the introduction of Agent Venom. That's when all the Avengers turn into uh, Carnage symbiotes. Oh, okay. He takes to a stage and he's like, Brothers, I am your lord and savior, and I have taken over your town. It's the beginning of him taking over the US. Huh. Wow. He has the, basically, he has the ability to do what happened. You read Venom Inc., right? Where they, yes. he, he turns other people into Venom, but they, he controls them? Yes. Carnage started that in USA. Oh, okay. That's where that comes from. Hmm. Don't take the video. We, we've already got it lined up. <laughs> I thought you already did Carnage USA. No, we've yeah. been waiting for something related that would no, make not, sense. Yeah, no, go ahead, man. Because yeah. it's out of continuity and yeah. everything, basically. Well, it's not out. It's a long story. It's yeah. one of those. I'll wait until they drop news about Carnage. Yeah. Am I going to be covering Pe Preacher now? <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Could those, do those Artspace? Are, those are two comics that I cannot cover, Preacher and Cross. People you sound like Roach from M uh, MIB. Right, and wouldn't Roach yeah. look like a Cletus Cassidy kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. Or you sound like him, definitely. Okay, anyway. Um... Number six. <laughs> we're only on six. We got Dan. We're not that. We're only at a uh, fifty-five minutes in the video. Yeah. We haven't done R and B E slash comics experiment for a while. We gotta like. We gotta get this going, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Why you got yeah. Why you trying to start with us, Dan? Quit being a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Why? What's up with you, Dan? Yeah. Why you are you wearing your sunglasses in your head? You can't. You can't fist. You think the sun's gonna show? You can't do the the fist the fist nudge thing. You can't do that. The fist nudge? Well, I don't know what it's called. This you, whoa, whoa! You don't know what it's called? Hey, man. All right, don't know no, 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 now. <laughs> you didn't even know how to do it before, so you can't question me. Oh no, here we go. Here we go. There we go. See, you're supposed you to get fist him up. At the you end. gotta come in with I the fist bump. I wanted, with the fist I wanted to piss him off. A little <laughs> bit. Oh my god. <laughs> I wanted to get him to be like, oh my gosh, is he gonna get this? Wow. Oh, I love this. Uh, in our Twitch chat, Mopey's like, two days from now, Benny, I got this great idea to do a video on the Church of Carnage. Yeah. <laughs> The Church of Carnage, man. Oh, it turns man. Church and turns everybody into symbiotes. <laughs> it's coming out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just made it public. <laughs> no, you weren't doing do anything similar, were you? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't do that to you, man. Uh, All right, anyway, number six. <laughs> what is uh, with us today? I, I, I hope you guys I are enjoying. I was the sleep deprived one, but I, apparently. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. Yeah. Because it so. is. It is all over the place. It really is. In a good way. Yeah, no, in a, I think in a good way. Okay, what's the next Watch one? every comment come in and go, no, not in a good yeah, way. Not what, in a good what way. What is wrong with you guys? Bad way. <laughs> this is bad. Venom number 11 in 2004. Daniel Wade's Venom. Okay, so blah, 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 blah. Um, it was mean-spirited, overly complicated, and nothing resembles a payoff whatsoever. It's also a comic where Venom himself, or at least the Eddie Brock incarnation, doesn't show up until the 11th issue. What? That looks really messed up when I it do that. It does. 
Uh, <laughs> really Apparently Eddie Brock doesn't show up in the 2004 Venom run. I didn't know about that either. Uh, issue 11 starts a three-issue story arc that explains the clone's origin. There was a clone. Did they try to do clone soccer with Venom? Apparently. Why? It has to do with the fight where Venom beats on Spider-Man until the Fantastic Four arrive to stop him. At first, the Thing is able to overpower Venom until Venom fights back by making him, uh, making out with him to death. I'm sorry. Did, did I hear that correctly? Venom shoving his tongue down the Thing's throat is one of the grosser things I've seen in a comic, but actually serves a narrative purpose. Human Torch burns the tongue off and the Thing coughs it up. A bystander picks the tongue up, brings it home, and tries to sell it on eBay. He is immediately made a target by an old man made out of nanites who is really the force behind Noah's Ark, and oh my god, I don't want to get into any more of the plot of the series. Moving on. Wow. Was that you or the writer? That was the writer. That was the... Oh, okay. I'm like, I thought you were saying that as you were reading. And I was like, is it that yeah, messed right. up? Yeah, <laughs> Damn. Number five is the Molotov Cocktail of Awesomeness. This one I do know and I did read. Um, Venom number 13, number 13.4. For the record, tiny rant, I hate Marvel's oh point series. Oh, I don't mind those. Yeah, Dan, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, they're the worst. I mean, DC did it. For, they did it with Justice League. It was 23.1, 23.2, 23.4. Like it was, it was. They did that with when they did like Dark Side, and they. Did yeah, like but it's, it's so, I don't care who does it. I it's, don't like the points. Yeah. Because it's more confusing than it is helpful. No, it's it really not. You have, no, the main numbers are the actual story. The points are sub stories. <sighs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Anyway, huh. give it a point different four. title. During the Rick Remender Venom series, Flash Thompson Venom starring in a crossover called The Circle of Four. We have it on the channel. It is amazing. Circle of Four. Oh, yeah. Circle of Four is that great. Good. That's, that's, teaming, that's... He teams up with X-23, Ghost Rider, and Red Hulk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in order to beat the demon in the end of the whole thing, they, they give everything to Red Hulk, and X-23 is just riding on the, the freaking Ghost Rider tricycle thing. Wow. Yeah. Ghost I mean, here's Ray. the image again. Uh, Dylan, put that on the screen. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. badass. <laughs> that was a good story. I don't know why we... We got Cosmic Ghost Rider to get you. Why couldn't... Red Hulk with co with Ghost right. Rider powers and the Venom symbiote. Because Jeff Loeb didn't want him to. <laughs> uh, the grossest mating habits. What if the other? Ooh, the other. Uh, the other's one of the stories that I love, but I hate at the same time. It's so weird. Peter Parker becomes like a giant spider. It, it, you know that story, right, Dan? It's, okay, so the other, before we explain this, mm -hmm. is Marvel's attempt to add a mystical spin to Spider-Man. The totems and all that For shit. no reason, it's where Spider-Verse oh, comes out of. Yeah. Okay. So we only ever hear about it again when the Spider-Verse and Spider-Ganon go on. Yeah. But the, the whole, why even do this to Spider-Man? Like, I, yeah. I don't even, I know there's some history behind why the decision was. I believe it had something to do with one of the movies or something like that. They were trying to, kind of like when they did, the, the oh, let's give Wolverine an origin because the movie's going to beat us to it. Yeah. So they made an origin for Wolverine. Um... I don't know, it's just one of those things that didn't make any sense, but the What If issue, based on the other, tells the tale of Peter Parker refusing to break out of his cocoon and embrace his inner spider. The cocoon's in the freaking book! Um, the world and his loved one thinks that he's dead and he's gonna keep it that way. The Venom symbiote senses that Peter's body is just sitting around unused and leaves Mac Gargan's body, attaching itself to Peter's husk, and is pretty pleased with being one of it, and is pretty pleased with being one with its original and favorite host once again. Peter has no consciousness to speak of, so the symbiote is completely running the show. Calling himself Poison, the creature confronts Mary Jane and wants her to be his mate. She tells him off and he leaves her be. With Mary Jane not an option, Poison goes on an even grosser route. He spawns a symbiote offspring and uses it to control the rotting dead body of Gwen Stacy. Jesus. They did something similar like that in uh, First Host recently. Where he just lobotomizes someone and then uses their body and is just like, this is mine now. Venom's a cool just, hero, but there are moments in Venom's history where you're like, yeah, 
who's writing this? Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell thought this was a good idea? Yeah. And why did nobody catch it? Some editor somewhere sat down and said, you know what? This will do well. Um, so if I out. did a video, Venom has sex with Gwen Stacy's dead body. Do you oh, think it'd be demonetized? my God. Uh, for sex, it would. I... Venom mates with Gwen Stacy's dead body. Oh, my God. Venom, Venom resurrects Gwen Stacy. And mates with her. Makes babies with it. <laughs> makes babies. Uh, so is that our, our PG-13 version of the title that works for... That's, that's about as clickbait as you can get without being demonetized. Otherwise, I would say, yeah, man, just go with it. Venom resurrects Gwen Stacy and has sex with her. Or we just That's really break so it down. Venom fucks Gwen Stacy's dead body. <laughs> if we're gonna go, if we're go going in it. that demonetization let's, route, yeah. and for a penny and for a pound, man, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we're just, if we're going in, Dan, let's go yeah. all in. Go all in, yeah. Just go for it, man. Uh, yeah. This. Yeah, man, you're deep enough in the shit. Why not dig a little deeper? <laughs> for the record, for the record, uh, I am so far agreeing. Other than like two of these. This is getting pretty crazy this oh, time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Not Ready for Primetime Smashers. This comic's released with UNICEF that deals with Venom and Hulk fighting each other, then teaming up because of a series of earthquakes that are tearing apart uh, Matt, uh, San Francisco. A mad scientist calling himself Dr. Dr. Bad Vibes, not the villain from the Crops cartoon I checked, insists that he's been causing the earthquakes from his earthquake machine. Hulk has the mind of one of the world's greatest scientists and Venom is an accomplished journalist. Together they put their minds together and they figure out a great strategy for stomping Bad Vibes' reign of terror before it's too late. Their plan is to, quote, Saturday Night Live. Yes, they are going to go into a news broadcast to do a Hans and, Fra Hans and Franz impression, complete with clapping. Honest to God, when I first read this scene, I had to put the comic down, get up, and just walk away because I simply could not deal with this. Yes. Yeah, I'd get to that part and I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to go fix the sandwich. And just sit it down, close it, and just oh, go and make a sandwich. Oh, I'm going to make this even better. Oh, no. We have the lines. Oh, God. Okay, you got to read them. <laughs> At this moment, the mayor is meeting with the top advisors to discuss a Dr. Bad Vibes ransom dim. Dim? Deal, must be. Keep that camera rolling. And we're going to beat... Uh, it cuts it up there. So, we're calling you out, Bad Vibes. How do you do Hans and Franz? They got to do it like... I don't know how to do Hans and Franz. We're calling you out, Bad Vibes. We know an egomaniac like you wouldn't tear himself away from the tube. You're a wimp. A frightened mouse of a man. You up. Wow. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, we're going to beat you up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you do it without a German accent. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to do the German accent. I yeah. can't think of it. What's a German? Go do a German accent. Uh, I can't my, think of one. My name I... is Franz. Hans. <laughs> that was the Dan, best. Can you give me a German oh. accent? No. <laughs> Austria, yeah, no it was can you do an Austrian accent? Guy back in the day, but no. I don't remember. Can, Hmm. Can anybody do it? Gary, can you do can you do a Hansa Franz? I feel like it's uh, to all the German fans. We <laughs> apologize. Austrian. In Austrian. Austrian. We apologize, guys. <laughs> Germans and Austrians. We apologize, fans. We go on through the fuck. Yeah, yeah. We're dude, we're, we're we're totally having a breakdown here. <laughs> hurricane, Hurricane, Rob, Benny, and Dan are having a category four meltdown. Oh my God. I don't know what to tell you. Guys. <laughs> wow. Nine, nine. <laughs> None. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two, Dial M for Murder. Carnage Unleashed number four. thing with the symbiote is that the writers can tack on nearly any kind of ability and you can buy it because it's a blob from outer space that gives people super strength and copies Spider-Man's powers. Basically. Turns a car into a monster car. Sure, why not? Makes you immune to noxious gas. I buy it. Makes it harder for physics to gain control. 
Makes sense to me. Larry Hama created the most outlandish use of the symbiote's abilities of this Carnage Unleashed storyline. Carnage Unleashed, a story created based on the success of the Maximum Carnage video game, is about Carnage, is about a Carnage-based video game that's become a big deal. It's about to be launched to the public with an online multiplayer. Oh, the story is about a Carnage-based video game. Okay. That's becoming a big deal. It's about to be released to the public with online multiplayer. And Carnage's plan is to use this to his advantage and kill as many players as possible. How? By using his brand new power of using the symbiote to travel through the internet. For the record, if that was an actual video game, I'd love to play a Carnage video game. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of got my hopes up a little bit there. Um, the comic keeps stacking on more and more instances of computers don't work that way, which escalates yeah. to the point of Venom and Carnage fighting inside of cyberspace and being broadcast onto the big screen on Times Square. Coincidentally, people are able to hear their banter despite, you know, there being no audio on that big screen. Venom wins when he sees a heat sink and destroys it, which causes a huge explosion that hurts them both and knocks them out of their computers. Wow. What? <laughs> the internet, ladies and gentlemen. That's how they the also works. fight a version of Superman. Super like, internet like, man. I feel like I when think people that is go, Superman. That is Superman. Superman is in this story. Yeah, that's Superman. He says not that in my Superman. universe. <laughs> it's Mullet Superman. And I'm doing yeah. Carnage Unleashed. Yeah, just be like Carnage and Venom fight Superman. <laughs> That's the only title you need. Oh That's it. Oh my god! We need to find that story yeah. on Comicsology. Carnage, Carnage and Venom wreck Superman. That is Superman, 100%. Yeah. We're Spider-Man. But we're just Superman. happy to kill you. Oh no, that's this story. That, that's not that one. It's all access number ones when he fights them. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes more that sense. That was part of the DC versus Marvel crossover. Yeah. All access number one. Ah, oh, access. For those of you guys who don't know, remember, access was a hero, superhero jointly owned by DC Marvel, whose job was to make sure that both worlds remain separate and don't bleed over. Okay. Considering that they've been refusing to do a crossover since JLA Avengers, he's been pretty successful for a decade and a half. Way to go, access. <laughs> yeah. Following the events of Marvel vs. DC, Axis started in his own miniseries based on keeping the peace within the cosmic segregation. In the first issue, Venom finds himself in Metropolis, and Ron's, Ron Mars chooses to forget that Venom is supposed to be a good guy around this time. Instead, Venom goes on a rampage until Superman and his post-resurrection mullet arrive. <laughs> it should be a simple fight. Superman moves planets with his bare hands, and Venom is just, as just, is just a stronger Spider-Man with a bucket full of weaknesses. Then Venom throws Superman around like a ragdoll, and the two have several fights, and each time Venom absolutely humbles Superman, making him look like a complete joke. Access brings, uh, brings Spider-Man into the DC world to help fight Venom, and even that's not enough. Put Superman and Spider-Man together against one threat, and he still kicks their asses. The only reason Venom loses is because Axis shows up with a giant sonic cannon loaned from Star Labs. Afterwards, Spider-Man tells Superman that Eddie Brock was never easy to get along with and with him being a newspaper reporter. Then, then Spider-Man wonders why he's getting the silent glare from Superman. Hmm. <laughs> a great contrast to this story is that the Spider-Man-Batman crossover from the year or so earlier. That comic featured Batman beating Carnage in a straight-up fight. No Sonics, no fire, just lots of punches. Batman yeah. can beat up Carnage, who regularly used to beat up Venom, who beat up Superman. Somewhere, a Batman fan is yelling at a Superman fan, see, I told you so, and that's why power scaling doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Spider-Man-Batman crossover was amazing, because the first one, the first time they met, it wasn't even Peter, it was Ben Riley, and he met Azrael. 
And yeah. then the second time they met, it was actually Peter and and uh, and Bruce Wayne, and they fought Joker and Carnage. Yeah, I remember that one. That yeah, was good. That was a really good one. But yeah, no, that that they they literally just laid out why power scaling doesn't work because Venom can beat Superman, yeah. but Batman can beat Carnage, who can beat Venom. So by the laws of power scaling, yeah. Batman beats Superman. By the transitive On, property. By the yeah. transitive property, Batman beats Superman. Thank yeah. you. With his bare hands. For the record, Rob, Batman's better than Superman. I'm not doubting that. The question isn't who's better. The question is who would live. And it's not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sunday Movies did an amazing video on that. He's like, all the ways a Superman could kill Batman. And it's like, and like after every single one, he was like, and kick his head off. <laughs> and, like, and punch his head off. And it's just like, like all, just every single way. It was, it was that. And it was amazing. <sighs> yeah. So there's our list. Actually, uh, other than a couple that just seemed out of place, that was a pretty, I didn't know how. That was actually, yeah, that was a pretty solid list. Yeah, those were obscure facts about Venom that I was unaware of. Um, I feel like whenever a writer is like, I've got this crazy idea, they just said, can you do it with Venom? Yeah. Go for it. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was was the 1990s. Can you do it with like Spider-Man, Venom, or the X-Men? Well, I was kind of thinking the Fantastic Four. You're fired. Nobody cares about the Fantastic Four. No one cares about that. They use them to introduce zombies. They That's how we got the Marvel zombies. No, yeah, no, the ultimate Fantastic Four. Yeah, zombies. but we still Fantastic Four. We used us to get zombies. Okay, I guess. That's how we get zombies. Let me tell you something, guys. All right, Fantastic Four are cool and everything. There was like forty years when they were totally irrelevant in Marvel comics. They were used to introduce like everyone that. else. No, yeah. like no, back in like from like nineteen sixty one. I think it's when they first showed up. Nineteen sixty one to like nineteen. We could probably say like nineteen seventy five, nineteen eighty. Uh, then they were very very popular. But from like nineteen eighty going forward. They were pretty much a pointless team. So 1980 running up until Hickman's Fantastic Four. So 2009. So what is that, 39 years? Yeah. They were just pretty much irrelevant. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Now, whatever happened to the Maker? The Maker? Did he's, he die Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no. Somebody's was, fighting uh, him. Isn't he fighting the champions or something? Yeah, no, he was alive. He came he's back still after, alive, I he, think. Yeah, he came back after Secret huh. Wars. He's um, one of like the three or four Ultimate Universe characters that carried he over. He was one of the villains in uh, in the New Avengers that was led by Robert DeCosta. They never did anything with him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in Champions now though, because I'm uh, thinking like what happened to the Maker. Now I'm remembering Jim Zub stating in a, like uh, an interview they had plans on the Maker. I hope so, because oh no was no, awesome. he said that they were using the Maker and he didn't understand why. Like the Maker's okay, but we need a real Champions villain. That's what he was saying. Oh okay. Yeah. So what's going on with the Maker? I don't know. He just vanished. No, he was in the last. No, he was in the last volume of Ultimates, by uh, Al by Al Ewing. And was I he? Remember, I don't remember what happened to him after that. That's your book. Yeah, no, I don't remember. What, I don't remember. What, it's the Maker, man. It's Evil Reed Richards. The only time he was ever good was at like the tail end of the Ultimate Fantastic Four and Hickman's run on Avengers. The, the only Avengers. thing I think it could have been, and maybe they'll bring him back for this. Now that Reed is back, have him confront the Maker. Yeah. He, he could actually that be, could be that. good. He could be Reed's arch nemesis. That's what I mean. That could be really good. Reed versus Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Because now he's back, so we can do that. But anyway, guys, thank you for joining us for today's Comics Experiment. Um, if you do enjoy this show and you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, if we ever get it approved on that or anything else that we get it onto, please consider giving us a five-star review if you enjoyed this. Give us a four-star if you thought it was okay. You know, but five stars, we really, 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 we really do appreciate that. Everyone who gives us a five-star review will get a cookie. You just need to go to Dan's house. He'll have cookies baked. If you give us a five-star review, you just not go, hey, Dan, I gave a five-star review. He'll give you a cookie. Now, finding Dan's house is going to be part of the challenge to get the cookie. Stop tempting them. They're going <laughs> to figure it out somehow. <laughs> this is the internet who found a flag based on, like, 
flight patterns of airplanes above it. <laughs> Dan takes one picture at the local Walmart and everyone's like, using that and pinpointing his IP address. And <laughs> yeah. Also, what's with you always promising food to a viewer? Because everyone, everyone likes loves, food. Yeah, man, everybody loves food. But everyone they likes food. They promise Chipotle bowls to people one day. Let me day. tell you something. If I'm a fan sitting at home and I'm promising Chipotle to like find your home, like I'm finding your home. <laughs> All right. For the longest time, we were doing pizza giveaways. Remember? That was fun. You were giving away pizza? Well, they wanted us to. We never did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I guess, I mean, you could order it and then just have it delivered to their house. Everyone's like, can you do a pizza giveaway? And we jokingly said yes, never intending to. Never did the giveaway, but that became a running gag on our Twitch for almost like eight months before anything. It was always, where's the pizza giveaway? Where's the pizza giveaway? Guys, I don't want your address. I'm not sending you pizza. Yeah. <laughs> not the best idea. Anyway, guys, thank you for joining us today. If you want to chat more with Dan, he's pretty tired today, but he did a good job considering he's half out of it. <laughs> good more job, Dan. Yeah, okay, hold Good on. Job, Let's have Dan. one last fist bump motion between the two of them. Can Dan do it? Wrong hand. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were doing the fancy one or the actual fist bump. It's not fancy. It's one move. No, God. Which, which, pick a hand. Pick anyway, a hand, he's, he's at Dan T. Producer on Twitter. That is Comments right. Explained. Go check out his YouTube there channel if you haven't already. And you can always check back next week to find more. Well, you can check back tomorrow to find more. White people, man. I'm, <laughs> oh shit, you were doing your outro. I'm trying to My bad, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that is Comics Experiment. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my god. Uh.